Sharper Iron. Spend the next hour with us studying the living and active Word of God. His two-edged sword of law and gospel, recorded for you in Holy Scripture, all about Jesus Christ, crucified, risen, and ascended for you. Thanks for tuning in this morning here on Worldwide KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. I'm your host, Pastor Timothy Apple of Faith Lutheran Church in Godfrey, Illinois. Thank you to the generous underwriters of Sharper Iron, the Lutheran Church Extension Fund, where your investments help support the work of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Visit lcef.org for more information. And Luther Classical College, a college for Lutherans by Lutherans, opening in fall 2025. Learn more at lutherclassical.org. On this Wednesday, August 16th, we're studying Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 1 to 9. In today's text, Solomon writes concerning wisdom for life under the sun as it pertains to dealing with a king. To help us sharpen our faith in Christ as we study God's Word today, we have with us regular guest, Pastor Matt Wheatfelt. Pastor Wheatfelt serves as the Assistant Vice President of Admissions and the Director of the Christ Academy Program at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Wheatfelt, welcome back to Sharper Iron. Thank you, Pastor Apple. It's always a joy to be with you. Tell us how things are going there at the seminary, Pastor Wheatfelt. Yeah, we're about two weeks out now from the start of our fall um, fall quarter, and uh, we're very excited to be getting our our new incoming class in. Summer Greek is finishing, I believe, at the end of the week, and uh, yeah, it's looking it's looking like uh, we're gonna have a really good fall. Um, we're always, though, uh, as 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 Christ says in, in in the Holy Scriptures, the the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, and we're constantly looking. Uh, for more folks interested in po- in learning more about uh, what Concordia Theological Seminary offers in way of pastoral formation, so we have uh, a handful of visitation uh, visits this this fall. We've got our uh, prayerfully consider visit October uh, the what is that October twelve through fourteen, and then our Christ Academy College. Um, so the the prayerfully consider visit is geared towards. Uh, all sorts of uh, students, first career students, so college age students, as well as uh, second career students and families. The College uh, Christ Academy event is geared more towards um, college age students who might be interested in uh, looking what uh, about what Concordia Theological Seminary offers, and that is over Reformation uh, weekend. So you come in on Friday of Ref- right before Reformation and uh, go to church with us uh, through Sunday, and then you'd head back home. Uh, all this information is available for you at uh, ctsfw.edu, or uh, you can give us a phone call at 1-800-481-2155. We'd love to begin the conversation with you about possible service in Christ Church. I love that we can refer to the Reformation weekend, and, and everyone knows what we're talking about. I know, right? It's a great, it's just great. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, God be praised for the work that's being done there at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Wheatfelt, we get to talk about the first part of Ecclesiastes chapter 8 this morning. Talk to us about the book in general. What do we need to know about Ecclesiastes as we prepare to look at this text? So the book of Ecclesiastes uh, is is really a, a peculiar book. So like with um with you know with this genre of wisdom writing um you've got uh you know some some real two key pieces of it you've got the you've got Ecclesiastes and you've got um you've got Proverbs as well and um you know Psalms falls into there as well and uh, but uh, like when you when you're thinking about um this uh, this this genre of wisdom writing 
Uh, these, the, the Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are the two that really stick out there. So first and foremost, the author refers to himself as the preacher here in Ecclesiastes and later as um, one shepherd, uh, the Lord, uh, who, who is the Lord himself. Um, then, so, uh, you know, a lot of folks have considered that this is Solomon. Some have said it's somebody else. I like to go with that more traditional reading. I think the fathers, um, the tr early church fathers are kind of in that vein as well, that it is Solomon who is actually, who's writing these things out. But Ecclesiastes' main theme is um, the necessity of the fear of God. Uh, the necessity of the fear of God in this fallen and confused word and how central that is to our lives and how important that is. You know, at the beginning of Psalms, uh, 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 David writes the fear of God, uh, uh, the, the, fear of, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And um, it's, it's just um, absolutely, or Proverbs, I'm sorry. Um, and it's just so, or, and, and that's Solomon, not David. What am I saying? It's, it's a, it's an early morning here in Fort Wayne, apparently, <laughs> but, um, uh, but, uh, it, but that, that's really where, where the heart of everything begins. And we understand, you know, as Luther uh, explains it, uh, that the fear of the Lord is not, you know, we fear the Lord, not out of some sort of, uh, intrepidation, um, that we're, we're worried that he's going to beat us down, um, uh, in, in some sort of way, but that we understand that we live our lives under him, that he is ultimately in control and he is taking care of all things that he is our God and we are his people. So, um, the book of Ecclesiastes is simply also trying to impart knowledge impart wisdom impart impart the teaching of that, of the fear of God how we ought to live our lives in this world. Uh, whereas, you know, I, I had mentioned the book of Proverbs before, Proverbs then balances out a lot of practical uh, wisdom, uh, that, that practical kind of day-to-day -day wisdom. Whereas, you know, even in, today, in, in our reading for today, we're going to see um, some practical wisdom of living under the sun, under a king especially, um, and so, it, which is a di which is different than what uh, we have here in our in our uh, modern de democratic system. Ecclesiastes also shows um, kind of the stunning contrast um, of of what the keys to life are and what in it life in itself isn't. The key, what what the keys of life are. And how we live that in fear of God and that life isn't about life itself. Life isn't about pleasure, about materialism, about wisdom, about money. Uh, it's not about those things. Instead, um, those things, um, as, as, the, as uh, the, the writer for Ecclesiastes, the preacher says, is futile and folly. But true happiness comes from a life that is centered first and foremost and totally around God and not in and of ourselves. So, um, you know, I like I, I liken this to that, you know, Ecclesiastes really is trying to find um, the, the, the sweet spot of living between two realities, uh, living, living between those who are, are, you know, those believers who give up um, uh, that's asceticism, um, and, in, uh, and are encouraged to enjoy life. And, in, but then it, 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 we're not to be 
hedonist, those who give into life either. That is, though, uh, but we're instead encouraged to fear God. So we're not called to give up and just say, well, it's all a wash. Why even do this? Um, but we're encouraged to enjoy this life under God's love and God's control. Um, but at the same time, we're not called to completely embrace that enjoyment of life or, or an enjoyment of life in loving the things of this life. Again, pleasure, money, wisdom, power, materialism. We're called to, though, and encouraged to live in the fear of God. So that's just some things that um, the, 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 the writer for the preacher for Ecclesiastes has for us in way of kind of um, what is what is the total context of, of this book and how does that work with our lives? Mm. I think I think it's really helpful what what you said about the you know the key to life is not life itself this going between two extremes I think that's really helpful information as we consider this book of Ecclesiastes another phrase that that the Sol Solomon likes to use is this matter of life under the sun and although I don't think that particular turn of phrase shows up on, in our text today I think it's helpful for getting a hold on what we're talking about today. Because, you know, this is going to be, as, as we were saying before we started this morning, it's a little unusual of a text when it talks about how to live under a king. And when I hear the word king in the scriptures, especially in the wisdom literature, and especially like when I think about the Psalms, when I think of king, I'm starting to think of, okay, I'm going to be hearing about the Messiah or the Christ. I don't think that's what Solomon has in mind here. I really think that this seems to be very practical wisdom for what it means to live under a, a ruler and maybe not even a good one in this case. No, I would agree with you there. I don't think it's some sort of, I don't think it's a Christological kind of um, foreshadowing of, yeah, living under the, the, the true king. Um, it is like, it is, it is just this um, practical wisdom, um, which, you know, I, I think as, 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 as Lutherans, we sometimes, um, you know, forget that scripture has so much practical wisdom um, locked, lock, locked up in it. We, we oftentimes, and I find myself doing this are, are constantly looking for, um, you know, what is where, like jumping immediately to the Christological, uh, type typology, um, within this, that is where do, where do we see, um, uh, Christ, um, being fulfilled, uh, in his fullness that is, that is in ultimately he, him going to the, the cross for our, our sins, um, uh, but I, you know, scripture, even in this, you know, as Christ is, tr uh, is the truth and is wisdom, um, this practical wisdom, uh, then is, is right there before our eyes. And we don't have to, we don't have to you know, do a deep dive with it within that to see that at the same time, though, we know that true, um, you know, kind of the, the Christological fulfillment of this is that Christ is the true king and that life in Christ, um, uh, ultimately, his kingship has its fulfillment uh, in his cross, but then in his in his second coming and in his his uh, total reign uh, in in, uh, in 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 the, in the heavens uh, forever forever and ever as he is uh, as he uh, is with the Father and the Holy Spirit uh, forever forever and ever. So uh, you know we ought to oftentimes automatically do try to dive straight to that Christological point first without hitting kind of the surface level um, of what it actually means 
and what we actually see at the um, at the onset of, of of this text. And I think, yeah, again, like you said, Pastor Apple, um, it, it it is that you know that that we are uh, called in this life to live under authority, and that's what it means to toil under the sun. That where we there there will be uh, rulers, good, bad, and the ugly that are um, that are you know, have authority over us and where, um, and we'll get into this in the text. Uh, so I don't want to you know, jump too far ahead, but where we are able to um, really uh, assist them and pray for that and be good citizens. Uh, that's what we're called to do when, when they are, when they are you know, acting in a godly way, even if they don't realize it. But when they start asking us to do things that are against our faith, that's when uh, we must, as as Christians, um, obey God rather than um, our earthly rulers. Yeah. All right, with those things in mind, let's take a look at the text. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. Who is like the wise, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the hardness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's command, because of God's oath to him. Be not hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand in an evil cause, for he does whatever he pleases. For the word of the king is supreme, and who may say to him, What are you doing? Whoever keeps a command will know no evil thing, and the wise heart will know the proper time and the just way. For there is a time and a way for everything, although man's trouble lies heavy on him. For he does not know what is to be, for who can tell him how it will be? No man has power to retain the spirit or power over the day of death. There is no discharge from war, nor will wickedness deliver those who are given to it. All this I observed while applying my heart to all that is done under the sun, when man had power over man to his hurt. That's our text for today. That is Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 1 to 9. And there Solomon does, in verse 9, mention life under the sun. So again, we're going to keep that in mind as we read this text. Pastor Wheatfelt, take us into verse 1. It sounds like a, a general introduction about wisdom as we then are going to apply it to life under the king. What does Solomon say there in verse 1? Absolutely. So when, as Solomon lays uh, out his, 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 uh, his introductions um, to this kind of new section within um, within uh, this this you know in the uh, the outline of, of how uh, Ecclesiastes works, he, he's going to go uh, you know step by step through life under the sun and what it means to toil. Well, this is kind of an introduction to then um, with that what actual wisdom looks like and how how this all plays out for us. So wisdom is different. Uh, from folly, Wis the wise person um, they accept, um, but uh, accept life for what it is, uh, and and what where they have been placed, and uh, who they are, and what they are called to do within their given vocation. But the 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 fool then, on the other hand, doesn't understand um, understand uh, what what this life is. They don't understand who they are. And they continue to try uh, to, uh, you know, make life as some sort of grand thing, as opposed to what it actually is. That is, um, you know, futile, 
and uh, that it is it is uh, it will pass away. Um, and uh, you know, again, you know, we're trying to live in in um, kind of this uh, this this the, the, between these two extremes of of a, of asceticism of getting rid of everything and of hedonism embracing everything and taking on all all the, the, the pleasures of, of this world and of this life. Um, so we're trying to, you know, find where, what is the, what is the kind of middle ground, the sweet spot, if you will, for moving forward in this world, because uh, the, 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 the wise person understands that in, in that in God, um, everything is going to be okay. Even if I don't understand how this is all going to work out, everything is going to be okay. And uh, the Lord has everything under control, but the fool, um, the, the fool constantly wants wants more and more and more. And as they fill themselves up, they don't realize how how you know they've come to this point where they're about ready to pop, and um, because they're so full, and um, they they continue to uh, fill themselves up until bursting, and 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 until they they burst forth. And uh, ultimately, then uh, nothing good happens from that. So, um, you know, wisdom, uh, as, as Solomon um, lays out for us, uh, he, he, he questions, uh, he asks the question, you know, who is wise and uh, who is understanding and, uh, and, and that a man, uh, a man's wisdom makes his face shine. And, you know, I, I think kind of you think to um, you think to uh, through scripture of of, of these kind of uh, you know shiny face moments when like Moses coming down um, Mount Sinai with with the Ten Commandments you know he shines why because he's around the glory of God you think about or he he actually is 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 face to face with the glory of God so much so that the, it scared the people and they had to cover up his face until the shine went away or you think about the Transfiguration. Of, of Jesus, you know, they, you know, he is there with Moses and Elijah and they, they are transfigured. They, they become shiny. They become, uh, whiter than any, uh, thing can be bleached. Uh, uh so such an earthly way of talking about that, but you know, that shine, the glory of God, um, that shine, um, you know, the wisdom causes man's face to shine because that wisdom is godly. It comes from God. It's as if you are standing in the presence of God uh, and receiving what He gives, because wisdom doesn't come um, wisdom doesn't come from within. Wisdom comes from without. Uh, wisdom comes from outside of us, and it, wisdom is truly godly as it as it has its way with us. Mm. I mean, I think the other the other Old Testament passage that is referenced there would be the the ironic benediction from number six that the Lord makes His face to shine upon us. So our, our faces shine with wisdom when God makes his face shine upon us, when he turns his countenance toward us and blesses us with that heavenly wisdom. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I really do love that, Tim. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things that you know, we hear it Sunday after Sunday, <laughs> uh, but like it is, it is ap- I mean, it, when we say, um, you know, the, the, the Lord bless you and keep you, uh, the Lord make his face shine upon you. We are saying you, we, you are, like, we want the Lord, you in the presence of the Lord and the Lord imparting his presence upon you, not just here in, in church as we go along through, 
uh, the service. But as you go out into the world, as you go out into your vocation, as you go out and impact others. So uh, it's, it, it's, it's, an ab- it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, what, 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 what we are called to do as, as preachers of the word. <laughs> so Solomon continues then with that foundation of what wisdom is and how, where it comes from in verse 1. He continues then to talk about how this applies to being in the presence of a king. So verse 2, I say, keep the king's command because of God's oath to him. Now, we started by suggesting that we're probably talking in a very earthly sense here, Bring us into this discussion that, that Solomon's given us here. Absolutely. We're called, you know, as, as, as Solomon lays, lays this out, um, he, is, he is also um, acknowledging the fact that true and the only way the kings have their authority is through God. They are vessels of God who, have, who are given this authority because of God. God is the ultimate and first true king. But God has has made, now made this promise to them that He is going to work through them for the good of His people, and in doing that, um, you know, this verse really speaks about the kingdom of the left. That is, um, you know, in, in in kind of in Luther's um, in Luther's uh, you know, uh, kingdom of the right, kingdom of the left um, sort of way of talking. The kingdom of the right is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of uh, you know where the church functions, where forgiveness is given, where the cross. Uh, ultimately has its way. The kingdom of the left, though, is the kingdom of this world uh, and the kingdom. And, and But at the same time, we are still called uh, to live in both kingdoms. Um, and as citizens, um, we, are, we, we live in both church and state. As citizens of the state, uh, you know, we, we are called uh, to be obedient to our leaders. Um, and 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 uh, as in so and, uh, and uh, you know we have to sit again you know with the caveat insofar as they are not uh, calling us to sin uh, or to to um, uh, to uh, to uh, act out sin uh, in within our own lives, um, and so <clears throat> in doing that, it is uh, you know we we st- we aren't called to to kind of disregard what they what they what what our leaders what our civil civil leaders. Um, are doing. They're they're acting on our. They're they are. I should say they are called to act on our behalf. They are called uh, to act as God for us. Just as within the family structure, parents are, are are given the vocation to care for children on behalf of God. Um, that God, you know, in, in, in Luther's understanding of vocation, God works through. Um, different means you know um you know gene v uh, i i really appreciate the way he talks about this in way of um you know the masks of god that god um you know in, in a sense is is wearing the mask of matt wheatfelt or wearing the mask of tim opple as as we go about uh, the, the vocations we are called to and act those vocations out on god's behalf god gives the good works and ultimately brings it to completion. But he does that through means. Uh, he's not, he doesn't work, you know, in a solely spiritual way that is, you know, kind of just hovering over the, the midst of everything and, uh, and, 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 and working in that way. No, instead, he works through our hand, he works through us as individuals as he places us in different vocations, in different locations to serve our neighbors uh, in that regard. And so, um, 
that that works also in way of the the the, the civil world, the civil realm, uh, and how that and how our government is called to act out on out on God's behalf for us uh, as as we are His people, and uh, how they are called to care for us uh, as 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 God's uh, ambassadors to us in this world, um, as you know. It, uh, uh, rewarding those uh, who who are um, obedient and those who that keep the law, and um, and disciplining those who then go on to break the law, uh, and uh, it, it, it is a beautiful kind of economy, if you will, you know, especially within our in our um, in our American democracy, uh, how you know we are the ones that are electing these leaders who then go and act out. Um, on on our behalf and and our and our, our you know are called to be God's gift to us and again we go and elect and they come and serve um, as it is intended to be uh, oftentimes it doesn't work that way um, but it, it, that that is what it, uh, we are called to and what it is intended to be hmm. yeah so I mean as you're explaining this and looking at what Solomon says there in verse two it sounds like he has the very same conception that Paul does in Romans chapter thirteen that the governing authority, the king in this case particularly, has the role of being God's servant. And so Solomon draws the conclusion for wisdom, then keep that king's command because of that role that God has given to the king to be a servant of God and ultimately a servant of the people. Now, as we'll see as this text continues, it doesn't always work out that way as the king acts toward his people, but that's the theological foundation for the wisdom Solomon's going to give us here. We're going to keep looking at it more on the other side of the break. You're listening to Sharper Iron on KFUO. We are talking to Pastor Matt Wheatfelt this morning about Ecclesiastes chapter 8. We will be right back. Please stick around. Who does Lutheran Church Extension Fund serve, you ask? It's simple. We serve Lutheran Church Missouri Synod ministries and church workers with loans and ministry services. And it's faithful Lutherans like you, church members and church workers alike, investing with LCEF that makes it possible for LCEF to serve these ministries. Learn more at lcef.org. LCF is a nonprofit religious organization. Therefore, LCF investments are not FDIC insured bank deposit accounts. This is not an offer to sell investments or solicitation to buy. LCF will offer and sell its securities only in states where authorized. The offer is made solely by LCF's offering circular. Investors should carefully read the offering circular, which more fully describes associated risks. Welcome back to Sharper Iron. It is Wednesday, August 16th. We're studying Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 1 to 9 with Pastor Matt Wheatfelt. He is the Assistant Vice President of Admissions and the Director of the Christ Academy Program at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Wheatfelt, prior to the break, we looked at Solomon's theological foundation there in verse 2, keep the king's command because of God's oath to him. And then he begins to lay out very practical wisdom for what that might look like in relationship to a king. He says, be not hasty to go from his presence. Don't take your stand in an evil cause. What's Solomon saying there as he moves into verse 3? 
So as as um as as we move into verse three, Solomon is, I mean, again, moving, I mean, from a from a theological foundation into you know the more practical wisdom area uh, of this text. I mean, he's he's frankly saying, be careful with kings. I mean, just be careful with kings and with rulers. Um, they, they are called, like, as we were saying uh, on the other side of the break, they are called to care for uh, you as an individual. They are called uh, to, to help you out and uh, to, to be, uh, you, know, a, you know, God's hands, mouth, and feet for you uh, in this world. However, um, they are also, um, you, know, you know, chocked full of sinful people. And um, in many and various ways and many and various times um, are not uh, of the same faith as you as they are working in this kingdom of the left. So be careful with kings. Uh, be careful with your rulers. Uh, don't, don't leave too quickly uh, for the, the king may change his mind uh, when you leave. So make sure that you are co continually uh, in his presence in order that you may continue to have your voice heard and you may continue to uh, let your rulers know what it is exactly that is important uh, to you. But then he also, um, you know, he also reminds us not to stick around too long um, so that, uh, uh, that, that it would be that the king's mind would be changed. Um, and, and, you know, I think he's also trying to remind us that at the end of the day, um, that, that, that we're nothing, we have no power. We are, uh, you know, we are, we are, we, the, the import we have is <clears throat> because of what, what, who we are called to be. Um, but so we, we, have, we yield no power before the king, uh, but the king uh, will do whatever he wants. Um, so, um, you know, don't, don't be there too long. Don't be there too short. Um, but, um, but, you know, allow for the king to hear your, what the, what the, your need is and what, what, what your cause is and allow him then to rule based off of that. You know, when, when Solomon says there in verse three, do not take your stand in an evil cause. I, I think there's maybe two ways of, of thinking about that at one in a very practical sense don't take your stand in an evil cause in the sense don't disagree with the king <laughs> because because he's going to do what he wants. And so, I mean, that's a very exactly. practical sort of earthly secular wisdom. On the other hand, I think within this whole text, there's also a more divine wisdom there. You know, don't take your stand in an evil cause. As you've said, there are those moments where kings don't do what the Lord intends. And so at that moment, you may need to disagree with the king because you're, you're agreeing with the higher standard, with what the Lord has said. And I wonder if maybe both things are going on there. And in a couple other places in this text, you know, it seems like there's maybe just that very secular way of reading it, but also a more theological way of looking at it as well. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with you there. Um, I think, yeah, there, I think there's a, there is uh, the surface level of, of the practical wisdom, but then also with the undertow of, um, but don't like, remember, remember who the, who actually is giving the, these earthly rulers, this earthly authority, their power. Um, it is the Lord. The Lord is the one doing this. The Lord is, is, is really in control behind the scenes. Uh, he is the one that is acting, um, 
and 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 that is acting things out that is acting all of this out so don't whereas you may feel like things are chaotic things are out of control they are not chaotic and they are not out of control because our lord is not chaotic and our lord is not out of control um so he is the one that has all of these things but at the same time don't be dumb like like don't like do do what is right what is good uh and don't don't do foolish things. Um, my my vicarage supervisor um, uh, uh, had a had a list of aphorisms, had a list of sayings, practical wisdom, um, and one of those was um, one of those was don't touch evil things. Um, that is, don't don't um, you know? We can oftentimes think, oh, you know, I can I can touch I can touch this or I can touch that and. Uh, it, it won't have any any import on me. It won't it won't actually do anything to me. But uh, what what he what he was one uh, to say was you know when you uh, touch evil things you give them life in this world. You actually enliven them and you give them power over yourself. That is you're you're taking them into yourself and in a sense digesting them. What he was tr- trying to say is. Uh, you know, because we think that, you know, we think that these things don't do anything to us, you know, and we're talking about like gossip and lying, stealing, um, you know, any of the you know, sort of sexual sins and the like, um, when we, we, we can think we can kind of like, we can, we can dabble in it, or we can touch it, or we can look at it. And it's like, no, don't do just don't do that. Um, the same goes for the same goes for the the wisdom that we're being we're, that we're receiving today. Um, they, they just don't don't do don't don't do stupid things. Um, and don't I mean just just be smart about it. Think about it. And at the end of the day, in our sin, you know, we have to come from a place of uh, as Luther reminds us uh, in 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 the first of his ninety five theses, uh, the life of the Christian is a life of repentance, and um, that that is where we live. We live fully in that life of repentance and uh we continue to ju- we continue to repent uh over over our e- over the evil things that we do over the sins uh that we are aware of over the sins that we're not aware of and at the at the end of the day we reside in the forgiveness Christ bestows on us from the cross uh and that that, that that's where we live we can pin, continue to live at the foot of the cross but we shouldn't be reckless we shouldn't just go do silly things uh to do silly things we should we should be we should be cunning uh as serpents and and and, and wise as foxes and uh and and in 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 what we do in this in this world mm-hmm. Now into verse 4, Solomon says, The word of the king is supreme. Who can say to him, what are you doing? Again, I think on an earthly level, well, no one, but there is that heavenly authority that we know as well. Absolutely. And we have to remind ourselves, you know, we live in such a different context and such a different culture. You know, we can, we can, um, we we can go to our uh, we can go to our authorities we can go to you know our we can go to the local mayor we can go i mean you could even you could schedule an appointment with your us senator like <laughs> you can you can actually sit down with the guy and tell him your thoughts like he is your representative um or he, she is she is your representative like 
they they represent you. Um, but you know they they were there. T- but the, uh, you know Solomon's talking about kingship. He's talking about like this uh, something that is completely foreign to us here in America. The supreme leader is, it has no like yeah he, they're called to care for um, the, their their subjects, but they are the final stamp. Like they have all the authority vested within them without any. Any anyone to really uh, call them to call them to task outside of God himself uh, himself yeah. and uh, it, that, that that so it's it's something that is completely foreign to us so yeah we're talking about it we're talking about a monarchy we're talking about a dictatorship um, and um, it, the thing that is you know, in many ways that is interesting is how you know our modern day democracies are so short lived or have such short lifespans as opposed to you know this idea of a monarchy, this idea of dictatorships that have been around for for uh, for many 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 more um, years than what uh, than what 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 a, a modern day democracy that everyone everyone matters, uh, everyone has a vo- vo- everyone has a vo- voice, excuse me, and uh, that uh, you know your voice matters, your voice counts, and that um, you know ultimately that the your the, the folks that you are elect. Um, are your servants, you know, we, they're called public servants um, and be, for, for a reason that they are here to serve the public uh, and your best interest where in, in a mon, in a monarchy, in a dictatorship, um, the king is supreme as the text says. And uh, we, you are not, you are not in uh, to be, you are not to um, question the motives and the actions of the king. You know, or you know, in a in a in a, in a dictatorship, that'll get you killed. <laughs> that will uh, you you stand in front of uh, the dictator, or you stand in front of the monarch, yeah. and say, "What in the world are you doing?" Or you call them to repentance, or something like that. You're going to die, <laughs> and uh, it's just it, it it is the way it is yeah. because the dictator, the monarch, doesn't have to act on on your behalf. They simply. How they they simply can act on their own on their own behalf in their own way in the in the ways that they see uh, that are going to benefit them as opposed to our our, our modern day democracies. Um, we are our, our leaders are are called to act on our in our with our best interest in mind and not their own. Hmm. Right. Although I mean, even in our modern day democracies, I think you still see some element of this that when someone has been given power that they have this thought that whatever they say goes and they think they can get away with stuff so but but you're right this is a a, definitely a different context and we do well to keep that in mind as we consider what solomon is saying that i think continues into verse five and six you know whoever keeps a command will knows will know no evil thing and the wise heart will know the proper time in the just way okay you know so whoever keeps a command well, if you do what the king says, it's going to go well for you. On the other hand, for us as Christians, I think you know whoever keeps a command. It's I read some commentators that that made the point that it doesn't say whoever keeps the king's command or his command. It just says a command. Perhaps a reminder there that for us as people who fear God first, we are out to keep God's commands even when the king's commands disagree. So again, take us into this wisdom that that Solomon keeps giving us here. And I would say, especially when they disagree, um, when when you, we, we are called to, you know, I think 
the, the, the great thing that the Lord has uh, done for us uh, is given us brains to think these things through and uh, to discern what is, you know, what is the, what, what our path of life is, um, you know, and again, toiling under the sun, uh, it is not uh, easy. It is not oftentimes fun, but it is where we are and it is who we are called to be. But the Lord gives us brains to discern the, the difference between the will of man and the will of God. Uh, he gives us his holy scriptures uh, in order to show forth it from generation to generation what the will of God is uh, and how that will of God is fully and completely fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And so, you know, we, you know, I think, you know, it, it's important for us to take uh, the, 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 the king's word, the king's command, one command at a time, holding that up against the word of God and discerning that uh, so that we can rightly understand what the, what the word of God is and what the, the word of the king is telling us to do. And is there discrepancy between the two? Are we being called to do something evil? Uh, are we called to do something wrong by the king, by the governing authorities? Or does this, or is this within our, you know, the area of Christian freedom that we are able to actually do uh, what the king commands, what the, I mean, there's so much, there's so much that is kind of in this lane of gray uh, that, that is, that is, that is permissible. But, you know, uh, there are, there are also times where, you know, we have to take a stand um, against those things that are evil. You know, the, 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 the big modern day one is abortion. Um, and, you know, now that that's been kind of moved down into back into the, 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 the arena of state by state, you know, if our state allows these things, you know, we, we are called to, um, called to uh, protest against them, to speak out against the evils and atrocities and, and whatever other um, things that the kings may, uh, that our governing authorities may say, yes, this is permissible, we, we must speak out against. And again, that's not going to be easy. And frankly, that's not going to be fun either. But it is what we are called to do in this life as Christians and as people of God. And uh, all, whereas, uh, yeah, again, the, you know, life under the sun. And I think, you know, I, 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 you, know, you think about, um, uh, you know, life under the sun. You know, I think about uh, my, you know, my, my friends, uh, you know, who down, especially the, uh, talking to some people at, at Synod's convention who have come from your former stomping grounds, Pastor Oppel down in Texas. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sweltering down there right now. You're, you're outside <laughs> for a little while and, you know, you can feel what it, what life under the sun, and I think what what the what the preacher is trying to trying to lay out that it's your your you, life under the sun is not easy. It is it is oppressive. It is it it is it is a it's a heat box, if you will, that is just <laughs> like a heat lamp that is just pounding and pounding and pounding you. And that's what life under the sun, uh, I think, what what the preacher is trying to get to uh, and get at in that regard. That it is. You know, it's it's what you're called to do. You can't just kind of give in and give up. 
you're called to walk this this walk to journey in this life but it's not easy <laughs> it it, it, yeah. it sucks all the energy out of you most days it dries you up from the from the outside in uh and the only way to really um be nourished is by god himself is by is by the 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 the, the waters of baptism that christ pumps uh, into us and pours over us it is in uh, receiving the true uh the true uh food from heaven uh the the, the body and blood of christ uh, as he continues to nourish and strengthen us in that but uh yeah life life in this world is not easy is not always fun uh but it's it's what we are called to do but uh you know i think simply simply stated this this verse this verse is at its at these verses at the at their most simple are do what you're told but also um you know discern what uh what the path of the the king is and what these what 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 his commands are actually saying Hmm. That's right. Yeah. And and do as Christians keep in mind that higher authority, the one who can say to the king, what are you doing? The one whose commands go above the king's word. Now, as, as Solomon continues, then, you know, you touched on verse six a little bit, but going forward then into to verse seven, this matter of there being a time for everything, recall some things that Solomon has said previously in the book of Ecclesiastes and, and recognizing then that we don't always know what's going on. Our lives are under the Lord's control. We may not know what's going to happen next. How does that wisdom continue to play in in verses seven and following? Absolutely. So in verse seven, I you know I think that I think the import is to realize you have no idea what your future is going to look like. You know, this is like um, this is like somebody who. Um, you know, gets a very good job offer, um, and you know that that is, it's absolutely perfect, and you know the work is great, the compensation is great, but then they're hold they hold out for something even better uh, to come to come forward for them, and what with re- not realizing that you have no idea if that thing is going to come, you have no idea if you're going to be around to receive that that thing in the future as well uh so live every day as if it is your last in a sense live every day um in in the grace and 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 the love and the forgiveness that christ alone gives live every day knowing that it may be uh it may be your last and it may be um it may be uh what uh it may it may it may not it may not pan out the way that uh you are thinking you may not have, you know, uh, as, as some are blessed with, uh, you know, 99, 100 years of life in this world. You never know when the Lord is going to call you home uh, to your true home in heaven. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it is really uh, it's really amazing. And then going into, you know, kind of verse eight and verse nine as well. The Lord is in control. You're not really in control of uh of, of anything in this world you the lord is ultimately in control but the, the the king is all is also in control he is the one that wages war and you might be called up to ser- into that service um and you may be called to uh to to ultimately do um what you didn't think you were going to have to do and in verse nine you know life in this world again like i was saying is hard life under the sun is hard war 
disease, death, drought, everything, uh, those things that are outside of us and that are oftentimes in uh, that impact us so much, uh, you never know what's going to happen. You just don't, you're not, you, you're just not able to control um, these things. Um, so put your head to the plow. Give thanks to God for the, the day that you have before you and um, do good to others uh, as Christ has, 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 has done good to you. Forgive others as Christ has forgiven you. Love others as Christ has loved you, um, for you do not know what the future has in store for you. But you know, the, key, the, the key here is trying to, 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 to live, uh, you know, we think about you know, living your best life now. Um, the way that the world sees that is trying to accumulate wealth, is trying to get, um, you know, trying to eat the best fare and take all the trips uh, that one can uh, in this world. But the, the, the true key to the good life is a life that is wrapped up fully in Christ um, and understanding um, that, you know, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through hardships. You're going to lose loved ones. Um, and that's not, that's not because Jesus doesn't love you or that Jesus cares less about you than others. That's simply, we live in a sinful, fallen world, and um, bad things are going to happen to us because of sin. Bad things are going to happen to our loved ones because of sin. But um, Christ is there, uh, and he continues to give his Holy Spirit to us to strengthen our faith. Christ is there to walk alongside of us through all of these hardships. Christ is there to walk alongside of us in the, the as the sun beats down on us and oppresses us. Christ is there to continue to uh, be with us in all of the hardships. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He will never uh, he'll never hide his face from you. He'll continue to let his face shine upon you. Um, he will you know whereas you know on as Christ is on the cross um, and. You know, he, he, he asks, you know, his father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He will be there with you uh, all the way through. Hmm. Pastor Wheatfeld, we've got about three and a half minutes here on the morning, reflecting on the wisdom that Solomon's given us here concerning kings and what a wise person does in response, always keeping in mind who the Lord is above it all. Help us to wrap things up, and and even in a text that we've said is a lot of practical wisdom. Help us also to see how Christ fits into this text. So, even within you know, like like we kind of said on the onset, as Lutherans, we can oftentimes kind of get muddled in the weeds, and uh, oftentimes try to find you know where you know the full, where where does Christ fulfill the, these things uh, for us? He, the, the Bible has so much practical wisdom uh, within it uh, as well. And, uh, you know, we see that at the surface for today. Uh, we see that, you know, we're reminded, one, that, you know, our, the king, our kings, our, our rulers, our governing authorities ultimately um, are, are, are in charge. And in some ways we are nothing. Um, we, are, we are dispensable completely. Um, they can dispose of us. Uh, in this world very, very quickly. Uh, we're all, even if they are called to care for us. Um, but we are called to, you know, to, to respect them, 
to obey them, to discern what the commands are that they give to us, uh, but ultimately that their authority comes not because of anything inside of them, but their authority comes uh, simply and solely from God, uh, who is the true and total ultimate authority uh, over over all things. He simply he simply gives them um, you know the authority in this world to care for us. But it is Christ, uh, and it, it is it is it is it is it is our God who has the full authority, who ultimately does care for us. Um, this, the, here in Ecclesiastes, we see you know, what it is to live the good life, that, it, that, 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 that the good life isn't uh, a life of, 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 of getting rid of all things, living in some sort of uh, you know, asceticism, or taking all, accumulating all sorts of things uh, into us uh, as, as in hedonism. But the good life is a life lived in God, lived in Christ. The good life is the life lived for the neighbor. The good life is the life lived to the glory of God in his word. Uh, the good life ultimately has its fullness in the fact that Christ is our true king and that he conquers all things, sin, death, and the devil for you uh, from his throne on the cross. And uh, he continues to give to you those good things as he, he lives out um, you know, his, his father's will for you, uh, that is, that you are forgiven of your sins uh, and that you have, uh, you have your true home in his kingdom in heaven. Thanks be to God that he gives to us Christ Jesus, our Lord, uh, who all, is our true and, 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 and long-lasting uh, king but that he does give to us governing authorities to care for us in this world. And that, uh, you know, it, it, ultimately he is though our true King and we are, we are his, his people. And thanks be to God for that, because that, you know, that is the key to living the good life. Even if it is, uh, you know, get, getting beaten down under the oppressive heat of the, of, of the sun in this world. <laughs> Pastor Matt Wheatfelt is the assistant vice president of admissions and the director of the Christ Academy program at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He has been helping us today to study Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 1 to 9. Pastor Wheatfelt, thanks for being our guest today. My pleasure, Pastor Apple. Good to see you again, and uh, glad to be with you. I'm your host here on Sharper Iron, Pastor Timothy Apple of Faith Lutheran Church in Godfrey, Illinois. If you have any questions about Ecclesiastes chapter 8, send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. It's always a joy to hear from you. Thanks for spending the morning with us. Talk to you again tomorrow.